Good morning, Mosaic. Right. So glad to be here. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we are grateful for just kind of sitting on the threshold of a, a new year, a new decade. Lord, I pray that as we prepare our hearts for 2020, today, God, that you would just minister to us as we really want to talk to you. Uh, as we go into this new year, we really want to set our hearts right so that you can do whatever you want to do with our hearts, with our lives as we go into this new year. So, Father, we are just so grateful that we can come together as an assembly, as a community, as a church, Lord, as a family. And I just thank you for the family of Mosaic, Lord, and the love that is shown in this place each and every time we gather. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen. What I'd like to do as we go into a new year, like I said, a kind of a new decade, is I want to talk to you about prayer. And I would like to pray today, go into the new year, because I can't have a better way to start the new year than with prayer. I'll tell you kind of in a little bit how we're going to do that. But I want you to, to just to understand, I'm going to, if you can help me, I forgot my clicker. And you can put up the first slide if we have those slides ready. What is prayer? It's basically talking to God. Talking to God. We make it sometimes so hard. And prayer is one of those tough ministries in any church. You have a prayer meeting and the numbers may start out high, but they keep dwindling. And it's, it's just one of those ministries that it's hard. And, and, you know, the Lord doesn't want us to want to make it hard on us. He's just saying, just talk with me. Could you come away with me? Could you just lay your heart before me? And so that's kind of what I'd like to do this morning a little bit. But prayer, basically, the basic definition is talking to God. And as Christians, it's our way of communicating with him. It's our way of connecting with him. It's just talking to him. And, and again, there's all kinds of different prayers. We'll talk a little bit about that. But it's just like I, as a father, you know, my son was home from Nashville for Christmas. And so it was the first time in four years that all three of our adult children were home. And so we had just the best time playing games, just being together, uh, doing the fun little things together as a family. And I love connecting as a father with my adult children. I love communicating with him. Well, I imagine as I think about that, how much our heavenly father loves connecting with his children. He loves communicating with us who know him. And that's basically what it is. It's, it's just communicating with and connecting with and keeping that bond strong. And that's what prayer is. It's just talking to God. At the heart of prayer is fellowship with God. Bottom line, it's just fellowship with God. And too often we lose how, how sight of how simple it is. The Bible speaks about individual prayer and corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is an important part of the life of the church, and it has been ever since the church began. Go ahead and put that next slide up. Acts 2.42 says this, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. That's how the church started. And my house shall be called the house of prayer. And the disciples in the upper room, they came together and they're waiting on the Holy Spirit to come and fill them. But it was just a time to come together and just share their hearts with one another. 
And that's how the local church started. It was built on the foundation of prayer. And we want to continue to keep prayer at the peak of what we do around here. Every Wednesday at 10 o'clock, we are here in my office praying. Robin, as you met up here this morning singing with her husband, Shua, Robin is in charge of our prayer ministry. So if you would ever like to pray, and it's specifically mostly for the needs of Mosaic and the people that are associated with the church. And we just come together for an hour or a little better and we just meet in my office and we pray each Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock. And it's open all the time to anybody who wants to come. So if you would like to come and just join us in prayer, we give you a sheet of our prayer needs and we just divvy those up, divide them up and we pray. And if you would ever like prayer from the elders, the Bible said if any of you are sick, any of you need prayer, just call upon the elders of the church and they will anoint with you, you with oil, prayer, a prayer of faith. And that's what we're called to do. Instead of running to the hospital first, run to the church first, run to us first and ask, say, hey, let's, let's start with what the Lord says. Just call on the elders of the church and they will anoint you and they will pray a prayer of faith. And so don't, don't ever hesitate to get a hold of Ron or I and and then as we, in the next few weeks, we'll be having more elders. We'll talk to you about that here in the next couple of weeks. When we pray together with, our, with other believers, the effects are powerful, powerful, powerful. We are encouraged as we hear about answered prayer and at the same time strengthened as we lift one another up. It's power. When, you come, when we come out of our prayer meeting on Wednesday morning, it's just like, yeah, I am set for the day. You know you've gone before the Lord. You know you have interceded on behalf of others in the church who have needs. And it just, I don't know, there's just, it's just powerful uh, when, we, when we do that, and it, it's where we get the blessing from it. Think about it, praying together creates a unique bond of fellowship found almost nowhere else in life. Think about that. When you pray with other people, just one, one other person, there's a bond there of fellowship when we go to our Father that I'm not sure you find that bond anywhere else in life. You can have really close friends and you can have these bonds that are formed and that's great, but there's nothing like praying together an agreement for one another, for other needs. So it's so important. So is there, the question, is there evidence that God answers prayer? Some of you are evidence of that for different things that have happened in your life. Millions of stories could be cited of diseases that have been cured. Repentance and forgiveness granted. Relationships restored. Hungry children fed. Bills paid and lives and souls saved through the power of prayer. I mean, you, if you're, you, you can't, you're not a Christian very long before you start hearing of the testimonies of people whose lives have changed because of prayer. And I've been a Christian almost 40 years. And to look back over the 40 years that I've been a Christian... It's amazing just to see how God has moved in the different prayer meetings that I've been involved in and the different times we prayed for somebody, be it a healing from cancer or this or that or the other. No, he doesn't, he doesn't do it every time. But to me, if, you, if you're going to ask somebody to pray with you, you want to make sure that they believe that God will heal them. So if you're going to come up and pray for us, us to pray for you, we're going to believe that God's going to touch you. I, I'm not going to pray a prayer of doubt. I'm going to pray a prayer of faith. 
And again, it's up to him. It's not up to my words. It's not up to how articulate I am or I'm not. It's up to God. And we don't know what he's going to do. But he says we have not because we ask not. And so it's so important that we ask. We seek. We knock. We, we, we go before him and say, Lord, would you touch so-and-so? Would you heal this person? And then it's, it's left up to him whether or not he is or isn't. Some, sometimes he says yes, and it's immediate. And other times the answer is no. And then sometimes it's wait because there's a deeper work. And I had to realize that early on. I was in a charismatic church for 20 years. I was saved assemblies of God. And so everything was, you know, God heals every time and all this. And it took me a while to develop my theology before I realized that he doesn't heal every time. And so I, I had to work through that, uh, through my own journey of faith. But I'm so thankful for my charismatic Pentecostal background because I have seen things that only God could do. And it made my faith so strong. And then you develop through the years as you mature and you, you work out your faith and your journey. And so if you come to me, I am going to believe that God's going to heal you every time, every time. But I also know that he doesn't heal every time. And so that's the tension that we manage, is to know that it's ultimately up to him and it's not up to us. And so, but I'm, I tell you, we, we need to go to God and just talk to him and believe that he is who he says he is and that he is going to hear our prayer. Scripture clearly teaches that prayers are answered. If you could put the next slide up. The scriptures are that prayer, he does answer prayers. James 5.16 states, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much, some scripture says. Another, if you remain in me, he was talking to his disciples, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So one way or the other, prayer is answered. It is answered every time every time. But we may not see the answer to that prayer until we get to heaven. We may not see it here on earth. And we got to be okay with that. We've got to be okay. Other than that, our, our, our belief becomes such, it can get kind of flaky at times. Well, in a, and you've heard people and you watch programs on TV and you hear, you know, pastors and evangelists and such. Just, you just got to be careful with all that. You really do. You want somebody that's going to believe with you you got to be careful when they, when, they, when they say things that are not in Scripture. Are there times that uh, biblical reasons for unanswered prayer? Yeah, next slide. There are reasons for unanswered prayer. Next slide. It says, if I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. So we can see here a couple of reasons for unanswered prayer. It's unconfessed sin. Or wrong motives. And so before we go to the Lord, it's good that we say to ourselves and do, a, do kind of a heart check, a gut check to say, where am I at? Is there anything in my life that right now I need to confess? And so it's important that we do that because that'll hinder things. Or if you're regarding wickedness, let's say you have unforgiveness in your life. You have bitterness, you have resentment. That's not good. If you don't forgive others. Will God forgive you? If you judge others, are you judging yourself? So it's important that you, and I'll give you a chance here in a minute, it's important that you look at yourself first. 
before you start talking about, to God about somebody else, it's important to talk to God about you. It's important that we make sure that we're okay with God before we start interceding for others. So a couple of reasons for unanswered prayer, unconfessed sin and wrong motives. Another reason for unanswered prayer is a lack of faith. Next slide. A lack of faith. When you ask, you must believe and not doubt because one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. We must engage our faith. We must engage our faith. So if you pray and you have doubt, you pray and you don't believe that he could heal, that's not where you want to start. You go in and say, this could be the time. I've had other people pray for me. I've, I've had other people anoint me with oil. I've had other people on different prayer chains. That, but who knows? This could be the time. And so you don't stop. You don't stop believing. You don't stop engaging your faith. You don't want to pray, well, it's just one more prayer meeting. It's one more time. Uh, I doubt if it's going to happen. Don't say that. Don't say, this could be the day that that prayer is answered. This could be the day that that prodigal comes down the driveway. This could be the day that you get the test back negative. This could be the day. And so you continue, you'll want to pray with faith. So, okay, so unconfessed sin, wrong motives, lack of faith hinders answered prayer in our lives. There's also one more major reason that our prayers may not be answered. You don't have to turn there, but here in James, it says this in James chapter 4. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city. Spend a year there and carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will. If it is the Lord's will. Next slide. It's so important. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. It's so important, guys, that we pray and ask God, is this your will, Lord? Is this your will? Because this is what Rick wants. But I don't know, you, you may want me to, you know, go through this tunnel a little bit longer because you're perfecting or you're, you're honing some things in me or you're taking away the chaff. You're, there's something you're doing in my life, Lord, that I just don't see. So I'm going to have to kind of continue to walk through this with this thorn or this or that or this, this test or this trial that I'm facing. You want to develop perseverance in me because this perseverance must have its way so that I'll be mature not lacking anything. And so, Lord, uh, even though I want this gone today, um, you're going to say, not yet, Rick. Not yet, Rick. And so that would be his will. I had a young man come to me a little while back, and he said, Rick, could you pray for me? He said, I would like to get out of debt. I said, sure. I mean, that's a great prayer. I like to be specific when someone asks me to pray, so I usually ask a couple more questions. I said, like, specifically, is there anything I could pray for? Like, would you like to get more of a, a lower interest loan? Are you, would like me to pray for a second job? Would you like me to pray that maybe you get lower rent? Is it, you know, I understand debt because I deal with council people all the time and in their debt. And there's creative ways and ways, you know, with people like Jonathan Mullins and others that are here that are good with finances. And I've sent people to him and Steve Weaver that used to be here. And you just kind of look at your budget 
say, man, I'm wasting money here and here and here. So I said, is there anything specifically I can pray about? Because I think it's a great request that you're having to get out of debt. Oh, no man, anything. Don't be a slave to the lender. And so he said, yes, would you pray that my girlfriend and I get along really well together as we move in together? And we're going to share the rent and it's going to be, uh, he said it without the blink of an eye. Just said, yeah, just pray that our lives go well and that we get along really well as we move in together to lower our rent. Do you think that's God's will? It's not. It's not. So if we're going to pray, let's pray your will, Lord. Oh, that's a, that was a no-brainer to me. That's not God's will. Rick, I think I'm going to hold off on paying my taxes this year because it's been a rough year. And I think if I hold off, the IRS, they'll understand. You know, I, yeah, they'll understand all right. Uh, well, you understand when they garnish your wages, you know, it's stuff. So it's, it, people have come to me with those requests. Rick, would you pray, you know, I really, I really want to get rid of this diabetes. I really want to get rid of all this stuff that's going on in my life. And I may personally know that they drink a liter of Mountain Dew every day. Or they, you know, eat Twinkies all day long. Rick, would you pray for my diabetes? And sometimes I've said, no, I won't. But I will pray for you to have the want to, to stop drinking a liter of Mountain Dew every day and to stop eating Twinkies. I'm like, what? You're not going to pray for my diabetes? No, I don't like praying for symptoms. I will pray for root problems. I will pray for the root of issues. But I don't like praying for symptoms. And so from the standpoint, Rick, would you pray that, you know, I stop doing this? Not really, but I'll pray that you start doing this, because if you start doing this, you'll stop doing this. Right. And it's so important that we understand that we have to get to the root of the problem. And so I, I just want you to, to say, okay, Lord, is this your will? Is this your will? Because I want to pray according to your will, Lord. I want to pray according to your will, if this is your will. So anyway, I hope that young man is doing okay. I haven't followed up, because I don't think he liked my answer. Uh, that I gave to him. But uh, the more we get to know God through his word and hear his still small voice in our spirit, the more we will see answered prayer in our lives. Prayer is cooperating with God to bring about his will, not trying to bend him to our will. The more we talk and connect and have communication with God, you're going to see prayers answered. You really are, because you're looking for it now. Will we always like his answer? No, we won't always like his answer. That's just, just the way it goes. God, I want you to get rid of this thing now. Well, not yet. Not yet. I'm doing something so much deeper, Rick, than you can see. But God, we want, we want this right now. Lord, we want the YMCA right now. No, you don't. No, you don't. And so God just keeps working on our hearts. We keep seeking counsel. There's wisdom and safety in counsel. We talk to him. We, we do the best we can, but we continue to give it over to the Lord. And he answers those prayers. And then that peace comes. You may have thought you had a peace ahead of time, and maybe you did. And you go, it's not just because it's like, is there just one person out there that I'm to marry? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe if you get yourself ready and right and you're connected vertically with the Lord, you know, there's lots of people out there you could marry. But some people will just continue. There's only one. And, you know, they, oh, well, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe as you get your heart ready for the Lord and you just let God have the rest. 
Remember I told you what is God's will? If it pleases you to please God, do as you please. If it pleases you to please God, do as you please. That's God's will. Because if you're going to say, in all my life, all I want to do is please God, you'll marry the right person. If all I want to do is I want to please God, you won't be unequally yoked. If all I want to do is please God with my finances, you won't have to worry about money. If all I want to do is please God with this, you won't have to worry about a job. Because I just want to please God in all of life to serve God is life. Period. That's all I want to do is please God. That's his will for your life. And they'll take off with that. Because no matter where you go, I'm not worried about you. Because you're going to be fine because all you ever want to do is please God with your life. And even if you made a mistake, even if you married the wrong person or you did this and that, God forgives us. And we move on and you start over and his grace is brand new every morning. And he says, let's start over. We all make mistakes. You're human. And so some of us blow it. Some of us have broken marriages. Some of us have situations where we, we really messed up. But God said, I don't want you to live in that shame and blame game and that guilt game. I want you to come back to me. I will forgive you. Yeah, you got outside of my will. It wasn't my will. If you'd have listened to the counsel that you sought, maybe some of you didn't even seek counsel. We're in love. We just fell in love. I don't think it's good to fall into anything. Okay, case point. You know, it's not good to fall. <laughs> fall falling is not a good thing. And so we just want to make sure you don't fall, uh, but that you just fall more in love with God and he'll keep you on the ladder. No, not always, but anyway. Um, <laughs> But it's just so important that we just seek God, seek counsel, discover his will. You will be fine. You will be. And when you blow it, you come running back to daddy. Say, dad, would you forgive me? I got in the flesh. I was walking in the spirit so well and I got in the flesh. Would you forgive me? Yes. Come on. Come on home. I'll forgive you. So important. So we won't always like his answer. And it's at that crossroads. We have to ask ourselves if we really trust him. And then he has our best interest at heart. That's where you really have to. Is he sovereign? Is God still sovereign? And he is. Scripture just before the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 8 says this, For your Father knows what you need before you even ask him. Your Father knows what you need even before you ask him. And it goes on in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in perfection, which art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Your will, not my will. Let your will be done, not my will, Lord. And if we just continue to walk and say, Lord, I want your will. I want your will in my life. I don't want my will because my will is going to mess me up because my will gets in the flesh at times. I want your will to be done. And if we just continue to walk that out, come back to him when we blow it, that's the Christian life. That's the Christian life. So what I'd like to do is I would like to pray. And the way we're going to do this is I'm going to put some prayer, prayer needs categories on the board. And what I would like you to do is feel free. I'd like two or three or four of you to pray out loud um, as these categories come up on the screen. Um, and that, then we'll move on to the next one. I have nine areas that I would like to pray for as we go into 2020. And so I would like two or three of you to feel a freedom to speak out loud and just pray. And I just want to remind us when we do pray is that keep in mind that who you're talking to. You know, sometimes when you're with people and they pray and they're kind of like giving a sermon, you just want to eat lunch. 
okay? You're just saying grace. It's like, here comes the sermon. It's like, no, will you just say amen in Jesus' name? Because the food's getting cold and I'm hungry. And I don't want a sermonette, you know? Just bless the food, okay? But we've all done that, okay? We've been there, especially when you're a new Christian. You feel like you got to give a you know, homily over, you know, your turkey sandwich. It's like, you, you really don't. You really don't. Just pray for the food. So just be careful. When you pray, you're not praying to have us hear you. There's something beautiful when you just connect with the Lord and you just give it to the Lord. And you're just, just imagine that nobody else is here. And you're just saying, Lord, I just, I want to talk to you right now. And I just want to say and ask you, if it's your will, would you help me in this year to be able to blah, 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 blah. And just let God have it but you're more vertical. Don't forget the horizontal. You're not praying to be heard by man. You're praying to be heard by God. So just talk to him and say, Lord, I would like to talk to you about this. So keep that in mind. Be specific to the point. Uh, don't be of a lot of words. Keep in mind, there's other people here who may want to pray. So I would just say, just say your prayer request and then just let it go at that point. So the first one is personal. Some of them are, pri are public. First one's personal. Go ahead, put that first slide up. Set your heart right before God privately. Confess any sin, wrong motives, or lack of faith. So right now, I'd just like you to go to prayer with the, to the Lord. And this one's just between you and God, not out loud. This one's between you and the Lord. Any sin in your life, wrong motives, or lack of faith. Just repent, talk to God. For the second one on the screen, you can put up the next slide. Pray publicly, out loud, or to yourself that God would give you a deeper hunger for his word in 2020. The next one on the screen, if you put that up, I pray that in 2020, you would have spiritual eyes to see Jesus more clearly this coming year. Last year, I asked this volunteer staff here if they would read the Gospels again. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and take a month to read each one. And they did it, and they said they, they I remember some of the conversations in our meetings where they just said, Rick, I've just seen Jesus in a whole new way. And that just really blessed me. And then I said that to the church, and several in the church said, I want to read the Gospels again. So whatever it takes this year, that God would give you spiritual eyes to see Jesus more clearly. So let's pray that. The next one, pray that God would renew a right spirit in you and show if there's any unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, jealousy, envy, or anger towards anyone. Let's, let's finally get rid of that stuff. So just pray that the Lord show you if there's anybody that you have angst against, anybody that you have anything against. Before we jump to the next one, I, I just want to reiterate how important this one is that you do not carry that stuff this year. And if you need help with that, please call us. Please see us. We would love to help you with this because this will hinder your prayers. This will hinder your, the life, the abundant life that God wants us to live if you're carrying any, any of this junk toward any other human being. If you need help with that, need counseling with that, we will help you. Next one, please. 
Pray that you would have the wisdom and perseverance to mend broken or strained relationships. As God leads, as God leads, as God leads. Pray that if you would. Next one, pray for a renewed boldness to share your faith with those that are close to you that don't know Jesus or are struggling with their faith. Just pray that. Next one, a couple more. Pray for a new level of trust in God for your finances, your marriage, your kids, and other relationships. Next one. Pray for our church, wisdom for our leaders, our witness and effectiveness in the community, that our church, all of us, would deepen our faith, increase our love, and offer godly hope more readily. Pray that. Thank you, Jesus. Lastly, pray that we would all be better listeners, less hurried, less connected to technology, and more available to each other. Let's pray that. So basically, folks, we cover several areas. Uh, all these areas, you can go back over them, will be on our website in a couple of days. And you can just bring in the next few days, the next couple of weeks with praying these different prayers. But again, it's about you and God. You and God. Just let the Lord have your life and really expect big things in this new year. Don't, don't go in, you know, kind of if you don't like the way you're ending 2019, if you do, great. But if you'd like to make some significant changes in your life, do it now. Do it now. And let, let the next three or four weeks, they say it takes three cycles of 21 to make or break a habit. Not just 21 days, but three cycles of 21. It takes 63 days. The latest studies have shown tw the first 21 days, you're basically saying to yourself, okay, something's going on here. I'm changing. And then at 42 days, you're like, okay, enough of this. You know, we've, you know, let's get back to eating the way you're eating. Let's get back to doing what you weren't doing. Let's get back to, but then at 63 days, it's a whole new channel in your brain the synapses and you're, you're doing things that you can't believe you were doing because you set a goal in front of you. You set it in front of the Lord and say, Lord, I want to, I want to change this in my life. Maybe it's one of these areas we just prayed for and just, just really get some accountability, talk to another person. None of us can do it alone. Get somebody that's going to hold you accountable and, and let's move forward in a new way. You know, I think it was it Ron, the new wine. Maybe God wants to actually get rid of the old wineskin because he can't put that new wine in because it'll explode. It won't contain it. But I believe that God wants to put a new wine in all of us. And we just need to let him do that. So maybe it's time to just shed the old so that he can pour in his spirit in a way that you couldn't even imagine. Couldn't even imagine in 2020. So, Father, I pray that over all of us. Help us in this new year, this new decade. Lord, just honor you with our lives, to honor you with our gifts, which you've deposited in each and every one of us in this room who know you is pretty powerful. And so I pray that we would not sit on the sidelines this year, that this would be the year that we really step out in faith, that we really 
go for it. But we are not ashamed. Someone said we're not timid. You did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear. Power, strength, sound mind. God, you want us to just stand up and say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Send me. Do whatever you want, Lord, in me and through me. But I am yours and you are mine. And I just want all of life to serve you. And I want my life to just count each and every day, one day at a time, for you. So I pray, Lord, for all of us, no more guilt, no more shame, no more hearing the lies of the enemy, the deception of him. We are asking you, Jesus, to rebuke the enemy, to keep him at bay from our lives. This is going to be a year like no other year for us, Lord. It starts with us personally. That's all we can control. So help us, Lord, to make that commitment to you and to ourselves this year. Bless these dear people. Watch over their hearts, Lord, as we say goodbye to 2019. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.